Welcome back to When in Kanto, and all things Pokemon podcast, where we talk about the serious and not so serious side of Pokemon. I'm Elite Box John, and I'm joined by my co-host, I Choose Jason, and tonight's episode is going to be a really, 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 really fun one, because it's all about the return of normal, uh, something a lot of collectors have been wanting to happen. Uh, we're going to be talking about what is normal, uh, is it expected to last, how your collecting habits have changed over the last 12 months, the holiday season, as well as what is good normal, what is bad normal, and then everything in between. So I'm going to get started here with what is normal. So normal is a pretty loose generalization for the Pokemon collecting world. Why? Because normal depends on the year, depends on the sets, it depends on the hype. Um, back in 2012 and 13, it normal meant, you know, all, it was a very big lull and you could potentially pick up booster boxes. This is not a joke. You could pick up booster boxes back during that time for like $60. That was a normal-ish price back then. Most people don't even realize that in 2012 and 13 that that was the price. And then with XY's release, normal became somewhere between $80 and $85 for a booster box. Until that was 2016 when XY Evolutions dropped. And XY Evolutions kind of was the dawn of the $130, $140 actual pay, like what you would pay for a booster box. And it was at a time when Pokemon could not produce XY Evolutions fast enough. And it was similar to today's hype. While this whole thing was going on, ETBs, on the other hand, were still selling for like $32, $33, $34 at most on average. And the booster box is what got hit hard. Now, fast forward to 2019, 2020, and 2021, and normal's going to look a little different. What we're seeing is elite trainer boxes are continuing to stay at a pretty, a pretty record-breaking price, right? You're looking at fusion strikes. Uh, you're looking at Brilliant Stars, you're looking at the Shining Fates ETB, the Darkness Ablaze uh, ETB, um, Burning Shadows, uh, you're looking at the Champion's Path ETBs. All of those ETBs are staying, you know, most of them in the $40 range, $45 range, and then the specialty sets are staying right around that $70, $80, even $100 range for ETBs, which is a new normal. So, when it comes to talking about normal, you cannot perfectly compare it to the past because every single season, quote unquote, of Pokemon collecting normal has been different. So back in you know 2012, 13, normal was cheap booster boxes and cheap ETBs, the whole nine. Come 2016, it was cheap ETBs, very expensive booster boxes. And now, fast forwarded, we got expensive ETBs and cheap booster boxes. Really, really weird. Now, I'm going to be taking a, a caller in. I'm going to take Richard in here. And I want to understand, I want to understand, you know, what are you seeing as normal in your area? Because 
one of the big caveats is normal not only changes per season or per you know the year bracket but it also changes based off of geography one in the world but two even within the u.s alone in canada and and south america it's it's such a crazy amount of difference when it comes to what normal is so i'm going to pull in caller number one here richard and i want to know what is normal for you what are what are you seeing as normal Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Richard. How's it going, Jason? Normal. He, he might be on mute still. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> normal. Now, normal is a very interesting term. To, I don't think that we are at normal. And uh, I think that we are at a lull in uh, collecting or from the fact that uh, a lot of uh, collectors are experiencing burnout i don't think that this is normal at all that's a good point that's a good that's a good way of looking at it that this is still this is would you say that what you're saying is that normal was a step above where we are now you believe that we're subs we're potentially beneath a norm no actually i i disagree i think the fall off hasn't actually happened yet we still have scalping uh, uh, lots of scalping. We still have, uh, we're having better luck finding product, but that's because Pokemon's got their printers at maximum capacity, right? I think I think the fall off is starting, but I think a lot of what we're seeing in sets like Fusion Strike, for example, is because there's just been a burnout uh, through the community. I think that uh, I, I, I think that things have yet to really fall off. However, one of the things I do notice, though, is that there's some return to normalcy through singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, the, the singles prices have come down quite a bit, and, and, and you're starting to feel a normalcy. But... One thing that's always been interesting, especially when there's these huge swings, is what does singles normal mean to a collector when the box prices are, are shifting so heavily? So, for example, you know, us, right? You know, if we have hundreds and hundreds of Chilling Rain booster boxes and Battle Styles booster boxes and Evolving Skies booster boxes, if the market tells us that you can't really move them without losing money. Would that mean that we're stores like us and others are going to be tearing into these boxes and then breaking them into pieces and sending them into the, the singles market? And well, it's a very realistic possibility. I mean, in order to get rid of the abundance of product, but I think that uh, I, I honestly believe that because there was such a um, resurgence over the last year, uh, over the last, well, I'd have to say probably since Champions Path, Darkness Ablaze is fairly available, but when Champions Path hit, it seemed like that's when uh, the fever pitch really kind of took off. Hmm. And I, I honestly think that uh, you're going to see um, what I believe would be uh, a slow burn where uh, collectors that maybe didn't necessarily get into Fusion Strike now 
may start picking things up. Um, I would say probably um, uh, into next year, February, May. Uh, depending on uh, depending on what the price is, bear at the bear market. I actually agree with that, um, and that was actually when 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 I look at the market and try to you know plan out the next couple of months. I actually agree with that, uh, where the the burnout is a real thing. There's only so much money someone's willing to put into a hobby, right? Be it well, regardless of what it is, right? If you're into skiing. And let's make no mistake about it. Fusion Strike is a banger set. There's a lot of really great cards in that set. I mean, there there is. There's the Espeon VMAX alternate art. You've got yourself the the Mew, the Gengar, Inteleon's in there, right? The VMAX alternate. I mean, that those are all bangers. Um, And 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 I think you know what it is. It might even be the burnout. Mixed with the release time, people are coming off of celebrations. Well, I guarantee you, celebrations that didn't exactly help Fusion Strike. No. But that being said, uh, I don't believe for a minute that uh, Shining Fates affected Vivid, Vol- uh, Vivid Voltage. Yeah, and Vivid Voltage is a weird one, ju- though. Vivid Voltage I think, I think, is a strange one. I think we. It's just that we went from. Uh, you know, we went from Vivid Voltage and uh, Shining Fates, Vivid Voltage, a, a little bit of a, a, a breather with Chilling Ring into Evolving Skies, and Evolving Skies is probably one of the best sets of the year. And then Evolving Skies definitely top set of the and year then, for sure. And bang into Celebrations, right? Which uh, everybody and their dog wants Celebration. Yeah, I mean, and Celebrations is, in essence, one of the funnest sets to open behind Hidden Fates and Shining Fates to me. Uh, because I, I, every time you pull a pack, there's something in it. <laughs> well, and I think that they were, be- I think Pokemon itself was best served, uh, w- would have been best served if they would have put uh, maybe a little more substance to Celebrations. Not much more. It's, an, it's a fairly. Um, I wouldn't say easy set to complete because I haven't completed it yet, and I've dropped a <laughs> lot of money on it. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, 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 how do I put it? Attainable set for your uh, average yeah. collector, right? I mean, it's 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 uh, it's relatively attainable. Let me ask you a question. Um, in in your area, sure. what are you finding? What do you see on the shelves? How, how what's it look like where you where you're at right now? You can't get celebrations to save your life. Hmm. You can't really get evolving skies to save your life unless you buy packs, uh, uh, blisters, and that's it. They don't even have the mm-hmm. check lane blisters. Got it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that kind of stuff's heavily scalped. We're you 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 see, and you're starting to see the occasional shining fates ETBs. Uh, out there once in a blue moon. Uh, I've seen the Zaxi and Zamazetta boxes for sale. Uh, but uh, tin, uh, the, the EV tins, they sell right away. I mean, it seems like uh, in my area anyway, um, 
it just really I think the distribution problem is a is an issue in my area because uh guys just aren't able to uh get product out to the shelves not nearly fast enough so mm-hmm. you you're left with the second hand market and you're to uh and on the second hand market you're dealing uh you're dealing with people who uh, overinflate the price by 15 20 bucks per item at the very at the uh, at the minimum i would say depending on what it is if they're desperate to get rid of it then you know, you're looking at paying like 10 bucks more right yeah worth, no and you're talking I, about I, simple collection boxes right like the zashian box I, I 100% agree. Um, and, and, and the reason I was asking, and, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, is the celebrations piece, like not being available. I mean, if you go on TCG Player, eBay, any, you know, Troll and Toad, any of those places, and you look at the single pack prices on celebrations, they're still pretty ridiculous. Uh, it, right now, I think the cheapest yeah, pack are. you can get online if you buy single packs it's like six dollars roughly 550 to six bucks per pack that's pretty crazy for a four card yeah. pack well no is it four card or three pack or three cards now i can't we open so much of it it's four cards plus a code it's, card it's four cards. and um and for six yeah. bucks for four cards and where the average price of the cards inside of celebrations has crashed so hard it's almost hard to see the correlation. Uh, the most expensive single card you can pull from Celebrations as of today is a Golden Mew, and that's 50 bucks. Which means if you buy 11 packs, you know, it's... It, Charizard. Is it, is it worth, worth more? more? Yeah. Uh, may, uh, I, have to, I have to check. Last I checked with the raw Charizard, it wasn't that, wasn't that high up. Uh, and the golden mew was was outweighing it, but nonetheless, the point still holds. Is some sets transcend buying something for the pulls, right? And that's where the singles market and the sealed product market end up diverging. Where I think celebration is just so much fun to open. It's kind of like hidden fates at this point. It's uh, it, it's it's a ton of fun to open because you get so many pulls, and it doesn't really matter what you're what you're going to get. It's just the the fun of trying to get it. Um, and, and the fact that you still can't find it in the wild is, is substantiating the price. Um, but it's a real, that's a really good segue into, um, kind of the new, the normal and what is it supposed to last? And the one thing I want to do with the wedding Conto podcast is kind of give some information that most people don't hear or have access to. So in our dealings with, you know, the, you know, the, the manufacturing and the distribution of Pokemon, um, we get to hear and, and be privy to some information that typically is 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 not not shared too too widely. Um, and from what we're hearing, what make what what feels like a a a waterfall of product might be temporary, because from what we were what we've been told and what people are sharing is that there is very much still. A problem within the manufacturing of Pokemon, um, where we got these massive waves of reprints, but there is nothing else coming probably for the next three months. No more reprints. So they front loaded the holiday season to reduce 
the effect of this of of the of the amount that people are trying to purchase, trying to call the the fever pitch that is what they want to get uh, with a front loaded um, with a front loaded reprint season where they focused heavily on reprinting the sets that were going inside of the celebrations packs, the celebration sealed products. And now you might have a bit of a dry spell. Um, so with, with, with what's coming back normal and what you're finding, um, what are your collecting habits going into this? The, what, what do you, what do you think you're going to be doing coming into the holiday season now with the next two months with your collecting? You there, Richard? I think we may have lost Richard. <laughs> All right, Richard, I think we may have lost you, but you can jump back in the queue here. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to take Lucas. And Lucas, you're on live. Same question, different person. With everything you're seeing in your area, and if you want, you can open up by you know sharing what you're seeing in your area in terms of availability. Um, what are your collecting habits going into the holiday season? Or maybe maybe I'm not hearing it. <laughs> you there, Lucas? Oh, we dropped. All right, let's take uh, Lucas is back in call queue. All right, let's take saying. Zach. Yo. Oh, there you are. I can hear you loud and clear. All right. So it's not me. <laughs> no, I didn't hear them either. Okay, good, good, good. Um, but yeah, um, you, you were listening. Um, Pokemon, massive reprint up front, front loading the holiday season to try and control the fever pitch and, and get more product in everyone's hands here during the holiday season, but potentially a pretty big dry spell between now and Brilliant Stars. Uh, one first question is, you know, how is your collecting habits changing coming into the holiday season? Um, and then beyond knowing that maybe there is a dry spell ahead and that this fever, this, this immense volume of reprints is just uh, a temporary situation. Well, for the most part, my area has actually done pretty mm-hmm. well. Like, I, I mean, I literally, I, I can go into my um, local Barnes and Noble and they've had like, probably like five to six evolving skies ETBs like on the shelf almost like every time I go in there when they stock. So like there's, there's that. And like the Walmart show have been having like pretty, like pretty steady flow of stuff. It's definitely calmed down a lot in my area. I don't think people are as interested in fusion strikes or it could just be like the burnout that you guys were talking about. But I, I mean, I've slowed down a lot. I mean, besides the order that I um, placed with you guys, I literally bought zero fusion strikes outside of that. But oh, I guess the Pokemon center ETBs, but I, I usually I buy like a little bit from everywhere, and this time I just you know went through you guys, and that was all I got. And thank goodness I got the mute today because that was like my only good pull. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw the mute, and now I am jealous because I want that mute. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they say I'm, I'm, I, I attract mute. I pulled like four gold views from Celebration, so I can't pull anything out, but I, <laughs> I, I can pull you the gold here. <laughs> or or the alternate mute from Fusion Strike. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So I think I um. I, my area has definitely gotten a lot better. Like, I mean, even if it's not like the, like, I think like, as far as like some of the other stuff you guys were saying, I feel like all like, I don't want to say low end stuff, but like all like the common stuff, like the blisters and the, the check wing packs, I kind of see stuff like that now pretty common. It's only really like the things like eat. Which sets, which sets are you seeing? Um, so like uh, last week, my Walmart's had 
probably like 30 to 40 chilling rain packs, um, a, a crap ton of uh, fusion strike, but it's mostly chilling rain fusion strike. And then sometimes like every now and then we get like a little mixture of evolving sky stuff, but I don't really see, I think they had like four battle styles packs. Really. Like I haven't really seen a lot of battle styles. It's mostly just chilling rain, uh, fusion strike and, um, evolving skies. Yeah. And those are sleeved, right? Sleeved or check lane blisters or ETBs or some other variant of the sealed product. Right. Well, ETBs I've only seen, um, in Walmarts, I've only seen, um, celebrations. I've seen like random shining fates here and there now. Um, and then, and then fusion strike. I haven't seen like battle styles, chilling rain, uh, Evolving Skies. The only place I see Evolving Skies is Barnes & Noble. I don't know why. <laughs> Barnes & Noble must work with uh, a different branch of MJ. <laughs> yeah, I think they're with, um, they're with Excel. I think there's the same one that does Target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't really go to Target too often because I, I don't know. I don't really check the Targets. But, I mean, it's just been it's been really weird stuff. And honestly, like, I bought so much of the other stuff. So, like, I've slowed down a lot. Like, my collecting habits, like, it's funny. It's like the holiday season. Like, usually you buy more stuff. I've bought way less. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, it's not that I'm really burnt out. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I just don't, like, I'm not, like, I pulled, like, I don't know if it's like the pull rate for fusion strikes, for me at least. Usually, like, I, I mean, I guess I finally hit the new today, but usually I get, like, just more, and I feel like I wasn't getting anything, so maybe, like, not want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, uh, it's especially uh, in, and in, in coming off of a set like Celebrations, where, it's right. like you saw, we opened a thousand packs of celebrations for the celebrations kind of event that we ran all month, uh, each four times those four openings. And the pulls were just so insane. Right. It's like five Blastoises, yeah. <laughs> six Charizards, three Mews, Xerneases, Mewtwo's. And it comes to the point where it's like, you, it's, you remember Battle Styles? It came off of the hype of Shining Fates. Yeah, that was my and God. it's like you went from <laughs> shining fates to battle styles, then you went from celebrations to fusion strike. And if you look at the two sets, and while fusion strike is a great collector set, it is truly also a player set. It brings in a set, a third mechanic, the fusion mechanic, right? And it, it's starting to right. it's starting to be one of those things where you kind of start the writing's on the wall almost. You're like, well, these player sets, they. uh they don't do super well. It's like it needs to be a collector set for it to really hit that hype, that hype moment. Um, well, I I agree. I think too though. Like I think they need to like I think the way like they launch like they, they don't need to. I think they need to like change how they're doing it a little bit because I feel like they go super he- collector heavy and then they go like then they go like super player heavy. There's never like a. I feel like it needs to be more like balanced or something. I don't know. Like I feel like uh, I think the best thing is any set that you can like. Like if you do the card trick and like that second, you know, the card slap before like the hot, the rare in the back can have a hit. I feel like that's so much mm-hmm. more exciting than just a normal like the battle styles pack, which is like oh, if it's just a non hollow in the back, your screw like I can get an amazing rare, right? I can get a shiny, a full art shiny. You know what I mean, I feel like those sets are just so much. Like I feel like you know the the vivid voltage, you know, shining fates, hidden fates, like all those do so well. I'm not saying every set needs to have that mechanic, but like I just feel like they just need to balance. They don't need to put like super heavy collector one like shining fades and then right after that it's like all right let's put battle styles which is like and i i think some of the battle styles cards i mean like the urshifu rapid strike and the tyrannitar like i I don't know i think those are pretty collectible cards it's just i guess i think it's like the pull rate and stuff for those two after coming off such good ones 
It, it, that's what I think. That's what it is. And and you actually hit a point that I didn't even think about. It like to put in show notes for today, but the effect of two gambling moments versus the effect right. of one gambling moment. Um, Absolutely, that is that's a really good point and something I haven't really like. I haven't even thought about really when I'm trying to come. Like when I'm working the theory out in my mind. Um, like you're right, right. Ama- Vivid Voltage, amazing rare debut. If you didn't get something in the banger slot, you could still get something in another banger slot. And it's like, you're always like, oh, I didn't get anything. And then the next one is, oh, I didn't get anything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Shining Fates yeah. was a two banger slot as well. Hidden Fates was a two banger slot. Uh, was Champion's Path? I don't, I don't, I think, don't think so. so. I think it's open. Double Charizard. Champ- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No double Charizard, sadly. Um, was it on the two path? Usually when they're shining, when they're shinies, they, they can be in the reverse slot. I don't know because, but there was always a hollow in champion's path. You, there was always a hollow in there champion's hollow, path. Yep. So, you know, that's why they called it uh, my champion's path because you would, if you didn't pull something good, you yep. were pulling a my champ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the two, the two slot thing is, is definitely um, a variable. I didn't think about when it comes to the banger sets, but um, what do you think about the fact that what we're hearing, and this is from, uh, and this is from very close to the planners of Pokemon. These are sources. Can't divulge the sources, but um, they are <laughs> saying that this massive, ridiculous reprint. I mean, when I tell you re- ridiculous reprint, guys, for everyone listening, and, and Zach, the amount of reprint that came in is absolutely insane. Um, and and it's good, right? Because it was it gave us the ability to reopen the EPB sooner, because we were able to accumulate more sets faster right. than we had anticipated, uh, and it reduces the price. And you know what? Other other places, you know, the scalpers and and the the market, quote unquote, has been winning for the last year, right? The the collector has been paying, and the 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 market has been right. winning. And it's about time that the tides change. Now the collector can win. When the market just has to allow it to happen, right? Because you're getting your $95 chilling rains and your battle styles and $100 evolving or $120 evolving skies and fusion strikes, etc. But with uh, with it potentially being temporary, you know, how does that kind of play into the idea here? It's like, oh, it, it, do I pick up the $90? battle styles do i pick up the 90 the 95 dollar chilling rain because in a month and a half if supply is eaten up it might blow up again because there's no plan for a like celebrations reprint just yet there's only wave three of most of the more common product and waves two for the upcs and the chests still to come out to the east coast and those are six bucks a pop already and there's no plan on a, on a reprint. There's just wave was one wave wow. left. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I think that it, if like it just depends on honestly, I feel like how much you've opened and how much you've spent. To be honest, like for me personally, I have like I have most of the cards that I want from Chilling Rain and Battle Styles. So I mean, like, if you just want to open packs to open packs, I mean, I've I've seen like on a website that I used to use. Like I've seen them posting up for eighty dollars for battle styles, and like they had chilling rain thing up for eighty five bucks a piece. They sold out instantly. But like, I mean, if you still need cards from those sets, or you just want to rip some packs, I mean, that's pretty. It's a pretty amazing price. But I mean, like for me personally, I just feel like I opened up so much of it at the time that like I would be more interested. And I think 
that's where like scalping could get, come back into play, I guess, harder is if like, I guess like if they reprinted like other sets that weren't from this year, that's what I'm more interested in. Like, I, mean, I don't think they'll ever do it at this point, but like older sets, I guess. And like, I'll I was, never say never. I was hoping for like an ultra prism or like, you know, something like along those lines, but like, I mean, I guess they also gave us a random Sun and Moon promo Charizard in the box. I mean, that's, that that happened, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just more interested in different stuff, or like, never, like Brilliant Stars or something like that. I haven't opened yet. Yeah, so so kind of a, a, a going backwards. Now that you've kind of had the fill of the Sword and Shield and it's been reprinted and you pulled what you needed to pull, is there something a little more spicy kind of coming down the pipe? Can you imagine a Cosmic Eclipse reprint or an Unbroken oh Bonds reprint? <laughs> Um, a team up reprint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that would be eaten up so fast, though, that it would just go back to where it is. Because yeah, uh, they would never reprint it in a way that you could get hundreds of booster boxes at the store. It'd be like, oh, you know, here's 150 yeah. boxes. There's 180 boxes. And that's if you have a really good relationship with the with the distribution networks. Um, but no, man, I appreciate you. You. Uh, you coming on and, and sharing that uh, um, for sure. For sure. Uh, w- quick question: How's the BDSP going? It's actually going pretty good. I'm on, I'm on the fourth gym badge already. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Awesome, I, <laughs> I, uh, I I I plopped in the cartridge. I think I beat my rival one time at the. I, I mean, right in the beginning. I'm like I'm like <laughs> ten minutes in. We're so busy right now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, did you by chance pick oh, yeah, up sure. a uh, Celebrations ETB on our first Black Friday deal? Um, you did uh, All right, yeah. We, yeah uh, I got the Minitin display. God, you got the Minitin display. Yeah, we're trying actually, and, and hopefully, we, you know, fingers crossed, we're actually trying to do next day ship on all of our brand. So we shipped hundreds oh, wow. of Celebrations ETBs literally next day. Uh, so we've been... We've been, we've been just like, we're focusing hard on fulfillment uh, now that we're kind of got everything set up and we're back at a hundred percent. And, and it, I mean, hundred percent is a bit of a stretch, but now that we're at 85%, we're, 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 right. we're burning the candles on both ends here to, to be able to, to ship stuff quick. So hopefully tomorrow already, you should have tracking for your mini 10. Well, I'm sure we, uh, we all appreciate that. I had a lot of people, I had like, <laughs> I think I had like three people order today that they, they were really excited to get that, uh, that sealed display. So Dude, seal displays are clutch. Yeah, so. they're such a cool way. They're such a cool way to, to keep something, especially if you're not going to open it and you got a sealed retail display. It's so much fun. That's why we um, yeah. the spring tins are. I think we still have them up. If you haven't, if you, I don't know if you saw it. The the Pokeball, um, the new 2021 spring tins. Or oh, yeah. is that a sealed display? I didn't even know that to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to actually ship in the distribution box inside of the seal display oh, wow. inside of another box oh, man. it's like oh man we're gonna spend more money boxception <laughs> <laughs> that was funny but uh yeah man we're uh we're, we're doing things a little different we're changing it up market changes we change everything uh changes along with it but uh like i said i always appreciate you coming on and thank you man For sure man you're welcome later guys later zach All right. So, uh, new normal. What does it kind of mean? It does. It means it means a bunch of things for different people. 
the Sandbush senior, the, the previous caller, he gets Evolving Skies ETBs at Barnes and Nobles, and he'll find a different set of packs at uh, uh, at the uh, Walmart. And Richard from before, he'll find Zacian ETBs and Zamazenta ETB pluses, uh, along with um, another set of products. Uh, and it changes a little bit for every single person and your geography, your country. Um, it, it, everything it changes based off of the distribution network. If is Excel, is it MJ? Is it the traditional you know, other distributors out in the East Coast, West Coast? Is it a large one, a small one? Everything makes it different. Um, but the one thing that doesn't change is the collector uh, and what they're trying to achieve and how they plan on achieving it. So I'm going to take another caller because really today's conversation is all about the callers all about the collectors and it's not all, it's not about um you know the, the 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 what we see because it's so small of a of a data pool here so i want to hear a ton about what you guys are seeing because that's the real life scenario so i'm going to take lucas into the queue here into the caller into the the the, the spotlight Lucas, my man, how you doing? Sorry, my uh, headphones like disconnected and it crashed the whole app. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Sorry, um, not a problem. So my opinion on the back to normal thing with the prices and the scalpers and all that is, um, well, I you guys gave me a celebration DTB and I loved it. I, thank you guys so much. I cannot appreciate and show gratitude enough for that. That was amazing. You want it for showing up. That's what you get. You know, you reap the rewards. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I really liked it. Like, I really liked the cards I pulled. They were all really cool cards, and I like having them. But there's something about knowing your card is worth $500 that just adds that, like, little bit of personal value to you. I'm not a scalper. Trust me. I'm not planning on selling my cards. But having that notion that, wow, this card is worth $500, you know, only like five people I know have this is a little more like important, I guess we should say. The rarity of it. It's a collectible, right? Yeah. You want to feel special for having the card or the collectible piece that you have. It's it's yeah, it's so like, it's normal. I like the card, even if I like like I really like some of the cards in celebrations. Like I really enjoy them. Like even the not so rare cards, they were all fun to collect. Like you said, it's a really fun pack to open. But when I get these um, hits that are only worth, like, three bucks, you know, it just doesn't have that same value to me as if I opened a shiny face and got a rainbow rare, shiny Charizard, Mega EX, like, you know, it, it just it doesn't have the same value to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that changes from collector to collector too, because it, it, if if the set was with a had a, had a specific card uh, of a specific Pokemon that you love, then that might even change your 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 view of it again, right? If you you there? Oh yeah, sorry. What was the question? Yeah. Uh, I was saying that if if the set had a specific um, card, a Pokemon that you were looking for, would um, would be something that you wanted. It didn't really matter about the value, right? Because potentially you could just be pulling the card that you've been looking for. Yeah, so I I pulled a couple cards from the celebrations that I really enjoyed. Like I, I I'm keeping them, you know, I like them, but like like um. 
I pulled one of the surf, uh, not the surf, the flying Pikachu's, and I opened that and I smiled because I had one of the original flying Pikachu's before the release, mm-hmm. and that just that made me like so ecstatic to see that. Like I was so happy that I got this because this was one of the cars that I had from my childhood and I loved it. I, like I actually like really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And to have yeah. this card that that in my hands that I really liked, like that meant so much to me. But I guess I I regret googling the price because I look I looked at it and I was like, oh, you know, tens of thousands of other people also have this, so it doesn't have the same specialty to me as it does to others. Yeah, absolutely. I I get that a hundred percent, and it may. Maybe a good lesson, right? Don't Google the card if you like it, because <laughs> sometimes you'll find yourself uh, like, "Oh man, I thought it was more special than that." But no, I mean, it's it, and every collector is different. It adds another level of normal. And we were talking about normal earlier, and um, what normal means. Normal means what it means for the geography. It means what it means for the different stores you go to, and then it also means what it means for each of the collectors having and wanting different things, different outcomes from the packs. Um, and you know, your perspective is, is a really good one where you pull stuff and, and, and you want to feel special for having it. So that price point, that rarity, how many people may or may not have it is a part of your collecting goals, your collecting, how you collect. And I'm really not trying to make it sound like that. Cause I really don't want to sound like, Oh, this card isn't worth $5,000 and I don't like it. Like that's not how I roll, but there's just that slight bump between a card I really love and a card I really love worth 10 bucks more, you know? Like, I'm going to love a card that's worth the same price as much as another card that's worth more. Like, if it's my favorite card, I don't care about the price. But if this if this card of mine, like, is just worth, like, 3 bucks, and then another card in this pack is worth 500 I feel like I haven't pulled what I could have, you know? Like, you know when you open a pack and you get mm-hmm. no hits? Like, that's kind of what it felt like for me because I knew that I didn't get the best card in the pack. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it may have been the best yeah. card, but value-wise, it wasn't the best card in the pack. Yeah, and I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with, with feeling however it is that you do about whatever you pull, right? Because that is, that's the beauty of it. It's about you, what you want to collect. And, that's, and that should always be the goal. Um, so never feel differently about what you're doing just because, you know, you, you're like, Oh, you know, I don't want to sound like that. It's your collection. You feel how you want to feel about getting the cards you get. Right. And I think a lot of times we, we, you know, all the things that we've seen make us feel like, Oh, we can't feel certain ways about the collection. Do you man <laughs> collect, collect how you want to collect. That's what I say. But, uh, Lucas, awesome. Thank you very much for coming in and for, uh, for giving you the, your point of view. Awesome. Have a good one, man. All right. I'm going to here, I'm going to pull in Richard. I think we, we lost Richard. So it's only right if we bring Richard back to give him his, his shot. Uh, he was probably saying something really great and it, and it dropped him. <laughs> What's up, Richard? I don't know if I was saying anything too terribly great, but I actually do have a piece <laughs> of advice for Lucas there, pal. I have a buddy who's got a binder full of Krabbies because he just loves Krabby. Do you, man. Forget about what, what the prices of cards are or any of that stuff. 
collect what you are interested in in the hobby. It does, the at the end of the day, if uh, if you're collecting what you're interested in, it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. I mean, I'm I I might as well be your friend because I I love crabbies and kinglers. It's my thing, <laughs> right? Right, I I think they totally did Krabby a good one when they uh, gave uh, Kingler um, uh, G Max form in the Sword and Shield. Oh yeah, I still think they're doing Paris dirty, but you know. <laughs> Listen, it's not over yet. Scissors, man. Scissors, love them. <laughs> Just pulled and one. It was great. <laughs> there you go, and and freaking Snom. Yeah. <laughs> Snom oh man, Army, the yeah, we. Uh, I found a. I think it was a fan art. It's not real. And Jason, I think he told me it's not real. I found. I was super hyped when I found. Yeah, it was like G-Max Snob. It was. I'll, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have to share it again on Instagram. There was a, a fan art made of a G-Max Snob, which was absolutely epic. It was two variants actually. It was like a sword G-Max Snob and a shield G-Max Snob. Epic. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that's it was awesome. really good. But at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as you're collecting and you're enjoying it for you. I, I know of me as a collector, I have my niches, but and I hate to say it, but a lot of your typical Pokemon are the typical Pokemon other people love too, right? Like Snorlax, Dragonite, you know, uh, Rayquaza, uh, Gengar. A huge Gengar fan here too, right? Um, but it at the same time, I'm not necessarily. Oh, I think oh, I might be losing. Yeah, I was going to say, can you hear? No, hey, Richard, you're breaking up a little bit. Mario fan. By any stretch. Losing you. Imagination either. I wasn't really a Greninja fan either. Well. I think we might be losing you. Ah, it's the area I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Richard, can you hear us? Yeah, he can. I think he can oh, hear yeah, us delayed. Better now? There we go. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah, he's, just, he's just living his best life, driving on through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, a uh, way to describe it. She's like... Yeah, I think it's the area that Richard's in, um, breaking up a little bit. But he makes a great point. Um, you know, collecting in the norm never means the norm because it's not that overarching. Uh, it's about, you know, the market changes, the access changes, the prices change, but many, many a time, the goal here is always continue to collect the way you want to collect and whatever meets the way you're trying to collect it. Uh, and be it snoms, kinglers, uh, crabbies, you know, uh, Hey man, when you were when everyone was first cracking their first base set packs, some kids were putting their Pokemon in the binders in the 151, and some were following the little number at the bottom right. So collect how Listen, you want to collect, man. Select how you want to collect. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I I was a bottom number collector. I know you were. <laughs> it's a very it's a very uh, uh very telling of your personality. I was a. <laughs> Why the hell can't I find a Venusaur to fill the top right of my binder? It's driving me crazy. The first page every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
my and mine but when i when we were back in our uh, the glorious heyday was full of the pokemon i liked you yeah but richard just broke the mold he was like i'm just making pages however i want to make pages ain't nobody telling me <laughs> Uh, and really, that and that and to be honest, it, you co- you collect the way you want to collect. It doesn't matter how anybody else collects, right? Um, you know, if you start putting value on your collection, is it really a collection, or are you just uh, holding on for for a sale, right? If you, if you do something for your enjoyment, it's for your enjoyment. If you're doing something for a profit, then well, there are other ways to invest in Pokemon. Although I would suggest that it's a poor investment. Hey, so much, yeah. so much in our lives can be considered a poor investment, right? Every day. Yeah, but um, uh, it depend, depends on the view. Of the you know, it's the same as a beauty. One could say someone's personal investment is in the eye of their beholder. Someone who's like, I know everything about the Marvel universe was a good investment of my time. Because when I go to conversations and I don't know what to bring up, I just go like, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Anybody? Anybody, anybody right? into the Marvel? Into that one guy. I was like, no, nah, man, I really haven't watched it. I'm like, well, you're the outlier now. So <laughs> It's like when I get into sports conversations, they're like, yo, what about them bills? And I'm like, if- the $100 bills, the $20 bills. <laughs> the bills that come every month that I got to pay. <laughs> If I can make any piece of advice for anybody, a poor investment is semi trucks. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. All right, Richard. Hey, listen, man. Uh, re- really appreciate you coming on. As always, uh, keep on trucking, as one would say, uh, and be safe out there. I know it can get kind of dangerous in uh, in the in the in the Great North. So uh, stay safe out there. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Later, Richard. All right, and we're here at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to be actually be on time for the first time. Come on now. Uh, we got one more caller in queue, and, and I, it's Joseph. I guess, I guess you could say I'm going to hold everything up here. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> but we got Joseph coming up. So we got the last caller of the night. We've got a handful of the Epic Tribe in there. I want you guys to slam your favorite emojis here. I want to see the right side of Colin just blow up, and then we're going to be jumping into Joseph. I want to hear from Joseph. I've been watching his binder page diligently. We got ourselves some Gyarados, a Charizard, a Clefairy. He's just crushing it. So in we go. Joseph, you are up. Maybe. There we go. Joseph is up. You're muted, so all you have to do is unmute, and you're going to be live. With myself, Jason, and all the tribe. Hey, what's up, guys? Don't hit the red X. Hey, 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 hey Joseph. We're always afraid someone hitting the what's X up? button instead of the unmute button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I messed up the first time uh, I called in doing that. I learned. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the iconography there on the bottom might have to just a slight tweakage. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's kind of hard to tell that that's a microphone. Yeah, but listen, it's a new app. It's, uh, uh, you know, and, and they're working on it every single minute of every single day, but Hey, honestly, great. Yeah. Great. I love, you know, the call quality is awesome. Isn't it? Uh, I think the call quality is really great. We get to hear you guys really well. And, um, it comes in loud and clear 
Um, so really, really happy to be on here uh, for sure. So tell me a little bit about your normal. How's your collecting habits been? How are they going to be this holiday season? And do you see them changing after the holidays? Uh, so just to touch base real quick on that binder page, uh, full shadowless base set. Just been collecting since I was a kid. And you can tell I'm a number in the corner guy. Yeah. <laughs> How that goes. Um, <laughs> nice. I think I think I wasn't because I just never even noticed the number. Like one day I opened up a friend's binder. I'm like, dude, what is this random order you have your guys in? And he's like, dude, there's a number at the bottom. I was like, never even noticed, man. Too late now. I ain't pulling them out. I had friends <laughs> that would like organize by type, you know, like grass types on, you know, all together. It, it, it makes for a pretty binder mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, listen, you got to do it the way that was intended. And Joseph and I are in accordance and that's a win. As soon as I saw the binder, I was like, Alakazam, top left, Magneton, top, bottom right. I feel like this is a binder made purely out of bottom bo- bottom corner numbers. So that is a pretty hilarious. That That is your profile picture. So I might get shot for saying this, but I wish there was uh, less variety in uh, in some of these sets. Like I'm honestly tired of 300 plus card sets it makes it very difficult to like put together a complete like reverse hollow alternate art secret rare set. For a second, I thought you meant like less variety in Pokemon. And I was like, all right, you might get shot. Cause a lot of people are like <laughs> enough of the Bolton or something. That was a post that I saw like today or something. We need more Bolton. No, uh, what, what Joe's saying is like, what, like, can we get just smaller sets so they're achievable? <laughs> or it'd be, yeah, yeah, smaller, more frequent would be cool. Too many trademark applications, probably. <laughs> I miss the you know the eighty card sets, and like that's what I like about this celebration set. You've got fifty cards, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, I, I I keep saying it. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever been on any of our live streams. Like, we're gonna do the uh, the member appreciation live stream this Wednesday, right? And every time we do it, I almost like it's probably a hundred percent of the time at this point. I always say I would die for like an anthology set. Like, create an anthology set. It's literally a reprint of an original set with some strange alteration to the card, kind of like they did with celebrations with the Pikachu head. And it's just a straight reprint of the set. I want to. I want to feel excited for just the hollows again. You know what? What if? What if they did the opposite and they made you an anthology set with like the first four Watsy sets, but they weren't hollow. They were all in there, but no <laughs> hollows. Dude, that would be kind of crazy. I. I don't know. It might break the. It might break the internet. <laughs> You're like, is this valuable? I'm not <laughs> if sure. If it's not shiny, does it count? <laughs> it's either shiny or nothing. <laughs> no. I mean, that'd be pretty uh, crazy. But an yeah. anthology set with, uh, I mean, they, they have so many sets that it, it probably should combine it into four sets per, like, or three sets. Do an anthology of base, jungle, fossil, and hollows. I mean, you bring, you bring up a good point there, though, just like the size and thing. But, like, I think uh, when I was muted earlier, I heard it come up a little bit about like the hit rates maybe of uh, are also discourages set. So that's why I like having those sets that have potentially two hits 
also like uh, you know just makes it more engaging and fun like it would it be like smaller set with less hits on the regular what do you i just I, I mean i'm just going down this rabbit hole man just going down this rabbit hole yeah so, i mean yeah i think i think you know like smaller sets i mean obviously there would be less hits just because of the number of set you can't have the whole set be hits but um celebrations can't okay <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> celebrations <laughs> i mean it's kind of sad whenever your your hit is like you know the reprint pikachu it's like i've seen this uh, a million times over now is it a hit or you know and it's kind of mind-boggling to me that one of the biggest hits out of this set is the tapu lili and it is uh very undervalued compared to some of the more like common or sorry uh yeah more common cards or rare yeah yeah the common card yeah yeah the uh, tapu lili is uh hardest card to pull but in comparison cheap Right and uh, and uh, professor's research, which is like one in fourteen packs, is uh, is like two two bucks, three bucks, and it's such an epic card. Uh, and they made it. They may have made the hits too frequent, potentially. But let me tell you, that one guy with the guardians binder right now, <sighs> laughing his way. He's like, one day, <laughs> one day, when you guys can't find them, I've got her. She's loaded. So yeah, I mean, Did, uh, you know, yeah. maybe maybe something like that but you know after honestly for my collection habits like celebrations and that's that's it like and it's kind of sad to me like it's kind of an end of an era for me i feel like this is a good stopping point for myself personally and uh i found myself going into walmart and target the other day and they were loaded it was full of fusion strike like i could have cleared the shelf at walmart but then i'm looking at am i gonna buy a hundred packs and these six ETBs and the eight squishy sets that they have to, you know, start this brand new set that has potentially, you know, 200 plus cards in it. Like, do I really want to do that again and put myself in the same situation where I'm at now with celebrations of like, yeah, it's available right now, but is it going to be? later and whenever i find myself trying to fill those holes am i going to be victim of of scalping or like you know is this just what the culture is now is that the normal or like yeah i think scalping is going to leave i think scalping is already gone for the most part i don't see a ton of scalping other than products that are so here, here's and, and there's two things uh, that you bring up is really really good the first thing is scalpers gonna scalp Right, so if if there's a scalping ab- moment ability, there's going to be a scalp a scalping occurred. Um, I remember Tickle Me Elmo being like a huge scalping thing. Uh, whenever that was Tickle Me Elmo's like, and those egg things. If there's a if it's yeah. scalpable, hatchimals, hatchimals. Uh, yep. I remember my I remember my aunt way back in the day. It was like a silver like Buzz Lightyear Toys R Us exclusive or something. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. always, it's always been a thing. It's actually the resurgence of it. I mean, I just saw articles that like regular, uh, the regular day e-commerce shopper is actually signing up for like sniping bot websites so that they can make sure to get like a a random toy. Random toy. 
Um, can't can't use bots on our website, baby. Oh, <laughs> what was that? What was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that that was like the? Uh, oh, I love that movie. Jingle all, jingle all the way, and he's looking for yeah. a Turbo Man doll. Turbo yeah, man. I reference this movie a lot because <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I have I'm him in a lot of scenes in my life where I call someone like, "Hey, you guys got this thing?" and they're like, "This guy, this guy, this guy wants the thing." <laughs> That's such a good movie. Like, yeah, like literally chasing a woman in the street to try to get her. It, uh, it, it, it recently has been added to Disney Plus. I just saw it pop up the other day. I just going to put it out. Yeah, oh, I, know what I'm, I know what I'm doing <laughs> a little bit. But um, no, the uh, so that's a, so Scalper's going to scalp. That's, and it's not new to Pokemon. And it's, it's good. If, if, if someone's willing to pay for it, I'm willing to sell it to them. That is the Scalper mentality. That is it. The, but the second sure. thing is it more important. Is what you said is, hey, celebration is a good place for me to kind of ease up, slow down. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to be chasing this 390,000 card set. It's going to be, you know, this whole nine. Maybe I'll buy the four singles that I really like, the hot, you know, the reverse that I want, whatever it is. But what do you see yourself doing outside of that? So, Pokemon TCG is just one component for most. I, I don't know for, if it's most, but. You know, for myself, I can only talk about myself and Jason can talk about myself and you and, and you yourself. But what do you see yourself doing with the brand and the passion for the hobby outside of the TCG going into the next year? I would love to get involved in the uh, relaunch of the TCGO mm-hmm. um, and start playing with that. I know it's going to be difficult not buying packs to get code cards. I'm sure code card prices are going to go up because of that. Um, Since there's, I guess there's supposed to not be in-game trading for individual cards or packs. It's all earned through, through play or by scanning code cards. Um, Correct. Mm -hmm. It's like a dusting system and an earning system. So, um, I, I, I would like to get into that because I enjoy the strategy of it. I think that that, uh, what is it, Lunala out of Celebrations is actually a really good card. And I think a deck could be formed around that. It's like Vampiric Touch. It doubles the damage on That's every Pokemon in play, or your opponents anyway. The best deck out of Celebrations is Kyogre. Let's just be, let's just get, we're just going to put that out there. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, you, you, you draw a good point there. It's, you know, coming into 2022, the reopening of much of normal society, hopefully. The fact that a lot of people are kind of burnt out or they find a, a nice finishing point or a slowdown point. PTCGO that, or TCGL, they're going to call it now, TCGL, TCG Live. That's coming out. Arceus is coming out and with the advent of, you know, now having more readily access and singles being more available, going back to a world where you do trade nights at LGSs, right? Like it's not all about going to GameStop, Walmart, Target, Barnes and Nobles and buying your stuff. What about getting back into the community, the tribe of collectors, right? That's why we, that's what we started this whole thing as, is a tribe mentality. The, coming together as collectors and enjoying this hobby together because it's so lonesome to collect on your own. Um, you know, and if you don't have a tight group of friends that do it, you know, being able to do it with the, the wide variety and having these conversations with everybody listening and, and hearing everybody else's point of views. I think that 
is really where the next step goes for normal. And that's kind of where I wanted to get to in today's episode was what we feel as normal, you know? And uh, Joseph, uh, thank you so much for coming on, joining in the live here. Um, really appreciate you jumping in. Nice talking to you guys. All right. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I think uh, to your point, John, that uh, transition, uh, Joseph's point, the online part, uh is is what could be that normal and to be honest the normal uh could be bringing back the t and tcg right trading mm-hmm. so that's that's your point that like getting to community getting that tribe together uh to his point you know getting those big sets is hard and to be honest getting that big set is hard on your own right and then it's hard to if you don't have, uh, you know, close folks to, to help build that with you uh, on the regular, um, you know, Facebook groups are great. Uh, discords help out, but you know, sometimes it'd just be easier. It's like, you know, we see it on, sometimes on our lives when someone's like, man, uh, you know, I already have that card. And then like 20 seconds later, the next person's like, that's the one card I'm missing. And it's not even that valuable of a card. It's like a $3 card or something, but like in, you know, sometimes having your local spot, it would just be easier. Like, yo, I'll, uh, I'll see you at the spot and, uh, we'll trade next Thursday. All right, cool. Thanks. Hold on to that for me. See you. See you then. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and that's, and that's it right there. Um, the new norm, uh, to me and to to Jason, and, and I think a lot of people is going to be a return to what makes the Pokemon TCG great what makes collecting great. And that is a return to the collector. Um, People collecting the way they want, trading, being a part of trade nights, going online, enjoying each other's, you know, strategy and competition and viewing each other's Twitch channels and YouTube channels, looking at each other's Instagram content um, and not just chasing the next hype set. Uh, Because that has been a huge piece of the last, you know, 12 to 16 months is that, you know, if it's not the next thing, it's nothing. And, uh, and, and I think that's, I think that might be the part of the most damaging part of, of what had occurred was that yeah, everybody was so focused on the next thing. We forgot to enjoy what had come out. There are so many sick sets that have come out in the last two years. Um, and we've been just chasing the next thing that many people have not even collected at all or enjoyed it to the extent that they could. And I think coming into 2022, the reopening of kind of you know the the world in essence and and, and the U.S. and, and LGS is wanting to throw more events together and things becoming back to normal, both socially as well as in the collecting, is going to open up so much fun, so, so many fun things to do all together: trade nights, uh, tournaments, you know, virtual tournaments, um, just going into uh, LGS that has like-minded people just to talk about the hobby is. All right, man, put a pin in that for next time. Cause when we have time to bring more callers in, I wish we were able to do a survey of everyone. And I want to know when's the last, t- like before the hype and before COVID, like when was the last time you had gone to an LGS? Yeah, I mean, and that's going to be, I mean, that would be a pretty, pretty cool poll to run because a lot of people joined the hobby when LGS might not even been open. 
So maybe they don't remember or know even even have an experience to remember of what it was like to go to their LGS bi-weekly or weekly. So, but that is a good topic for a future when in Kanto episode. And um, as always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to the start of normal, what it means and what it means for each one of you individually. Uh, I hope you guys had a awesome time. I really appreciate all the callers. Uh, you know, it's a huge part of why we do this is get to speak to you, get to hear you guys and hear your point of views. Um, and as always guys, if you ever have any questions at all, hit us up on the DMS here in call in, and we'll do our best to get to you until next time. I am Lee box, John. But is he though? But is he? All right, guys. I'm wearing the hat and everything, man. They They can't because this is only voice. (laughs) All right, guys. (laughs) Later.